to the JNMP podcast. My name is Elizabeth Hyten, and I'm joined today by Dr. David Perez, who's an assistant professor of neurology at Massachusetts General Hospital, um, part of Harvard Medical School, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, David. It's wonderful to speak to you, Elizabeth. I first want to thank you and uh, the committee members for the opportunity to share with your audience more about our work in functional neurologic disorders. This is certainly an exciting opportunity for me in my research lab. We're going to talk about your paper today, um, looking at the corticolimbic structural alterations which are linked to health status and trait anxiety in functional neurological disorder. My first question really is about what do you mean by health status, particularly in the context of functional neurological disorders? So health-related quality of life is the extent to which one's perceived health impacts quality of life. In the course of this paper, we're using health-related quality of life as synonymous with health status. It should be noted that health status has been studied uh, to some degree in functional neurologic disorder and has been shown to be as severe as patients who have Parkinson's disease or individuals with epileptic seizures. So this is an important area of research. In addition, health status can be thought of as occurring in two main principal constructs physical health, and mental health. And in the course of this research article and this research project, we look at both the neurobiology of perceived physical health and the neurobiology of perceived mental health. Before going on to sort of exploring health status, your paper does sort of specifically mention that despite high morbidity and disease prevalence, you find that many neurologists and psychiatrists are still uncomfortable treating patients with functional neurological disorders. Um, May I ask you why that is? So this is an important question, and I appreciate actually taking a moment to to discuss this with you. Uh, The perspective that we take in the lab is that patients with functional neurologic disorder have a neuropsychiatric condition, one where FND sits right in between the borderland of neurology and psychiatry. And as such, it's important to take both a neurologic perspective and a psychiatric perspective when studying the biology of patients with functional neurologic disorder. Notably, the brain doesn't artificially segregate into neurologic circuits and psychiatric circuits. So from a, from a biological perspective, it's equally important to take a holistic interdisciplinary approach. This is one I encourage and really look to foster in members of the research team and in the kinds of research questions we ask when studying the biology of functional neurologic disorder. And is that why in your paper you also describe why it's so important to consider the relationship between affective symptoms and health status, particularly in functional neurological disorder? Yes. In fact, other groups have identified that affective symptoms, including depression and anxiety, are important factors to consider when evaluating health status. And oftentimes, depression and anxiety co-vary very closely with health status in patients with functional neurologic disorder. There's even been some literature to suggest that um, affective symptoms, depression and anxiety, are more closely linked to uh, health status than the functional neurologic symptoms themselves. Our perspective is that both um, factors related to physical health and mental health are important, and we aim to study the biology and the biological correlates of both physical health and mental health in our study. 
Let's talk about the um, sort of structural alterations that you talk about in your paper, um, particularly how can MRI help us understand functional neurological disorders? Um, and in particular, what did your study published in the JNMP demonstrate? So this is, um, I'll answer this in a few different parts. Uh, one, my research lab is starting with structural neuroimaging, uh, and there are a few different reasons for this. One, there's been considerably more work done uh, by several groups in the field using functional neuroimaging. And structural neuroimaging, which from a uh, neuroimaging perspective, the structural sequences are already used clinically. And so um, this is one advantage, and there is considerably less research done using structural neuroimaging in functional neurologic disorder populations. Across neuropsychiatric conditions, we know that there are both structural and functional alterations linked to symptom severity. So our perspective is that there is a gap in the literature uh, using structural neuroimaging, and we hope to uh, help fill that gap with some of the research that we're conducting. In addition, uh, in terms of the research questions, our group is interested in investigating if the salience network is particularly implicated in the biology of FND. There are a few reasons for this. The salience network is comprised of a core set of brain regions that are implicated in the integration of cognitive, affective, and sensory motor functions. And we know that patients have disturbances in cognition, emotion regulation, and by definition have symptoms related to sensory motor disturbances. So might an impairment in the integration of these three functions relate to the biology? Secondly, the salience network has been implicated in disturbances in emotional and self-awareness. And we're similarly wondering if disturbances in awareness are implicated in the biology of FND. Now, in terms of the specifics of the uh, research article and the research project that was published in JNNP, I'd like to highlight for the audience two specific findings. One is that patients with the greatest impairment in physical health in comparison to healthy subjects showed reductions in the left anterior insula. This is a, a finding we're quite excited about. And the reason that we're excited about this finding is several fold. One is that um, the anterior insula is part of the salience network and has been shown to be important for emotional and self-awareness. It's also a hub that binds cognitive, emotional, and sensory motor functions. So this fits nicely with our hypothesis. Of course, this is an early finding, one that requires replication and further clarification, but also a finding that we think we're excited about and could help us understand how physical symptoms map onto the brains of patients with functional neurologic disorder. Two, across our cohort of 26 patients with FND, we observed that heightened trait anxiety and impairments in mental health were associated with increases in amygdalar volume. This is also a finding that, again, was hypothesis-driven and one that, as a group, uh, we were excited about. Several other groups in the field have conducted excellent research showing that the amygdala is hyperactive in patients with functional neurologic disorder. Our work suggests that not only might there be a pattern of functional hyperactivity, which others have shown, but that there may be individual differences in amygdalar volume contributing to affective symptoms in patients with FND. 
of note, the amygdala is also part of the salience network. So again, very nicely fitting into our hypotheses. And we wonder if the literature uh, showing heightened and abnormal cortisol states and disturbances in autonomic function, which have also been described in patients with FND, if these factors and these variables may also map onto individual differences in amygdala volume. This is certainly work that hasn't been done, but these are the kinds of research questions that we think are interesting in future studies by our own group and that of others. I would also like to add that it's been um, tremendously rewarding to conduct uh, clinical research and clinical work in patients with functional neurologic disorder. Um, this is an area that until very recently hasn't received significant attention, particularly in the neurologic community. And it's incredibly exciting that now um, this is certainly coming full circle. Uh, this is an area of increased research and one where I think many of us do this kind of work because patients can get better and yet we don't fully understand the pathophysiology of FND. And we hope that this kind of work and really work in the community at large internationally will help shed light on mechanisms related to the biology of FND and hopefully lead to improved treatments as well. Absolutely. I mean, your findings that you just talked about and, of course, that people can read about on the JNMP website, as you very neatly outlined, certainly support the role for the salience network in functional neurological disorder. And as you said, there's much more work to be done and it's an exciting field to be in. There is, um, I would like to thank my team, and I, in particular with this webinar, I'd like to acknowledge uh, Ben Williams, who's the co-first author on this project, and together with uh, a group of collaborators, both at the Massachusetts General, but also at other institutions, um, we're working collaboratively, and I think this is a tremendously wide open area of research. There's a lot of work to do. And this is maybe one early step, but certainly think that uh, many of us who do this work uh, know that there are challenges ahead, including the need for uh, recruiting many more patients with larger samples so that we can replicate and clarify some of the findings that we're delineating here and that others are showing in their own work as well. Absolutely. David, thank you so much for joining me here on the JNMP website. Um, I really appreciated it. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, and I'm delighted for the opportunity. That was Dr. David Perez from um, the Massachusetts General Hospital, Harvard Medical School, Boston, Massachusetts, and he was talking about his recent paper in the JNMP, which you can, of course, always download for free from jnmp.bmj.com. And thank you very much for listening.